You're listening to the Quince podcast. As India grapples with the possibility of a new wave due to the Omicron variant, the center on 25th December announced an expansion of the national vaccination drive. In a late-night address on Christmas, PM Modi announced that those aged between 15 to 18 years of age will now be eligible for vaccinations from 3rd January and that a quote-unquote precautionary dose of a COVID-19 vaccine will also be administered to frontline workers and those 60 years and above with comorbidities starting on 10th January. Though the decision to expand the vaccination coverage has been widely welcomed, four critical questions regarding them have emerged. First, why call it a precautionary dose and not a booster dose? Does this signal that the third shot will be a Covishield or Covaxin dose? This also leads us to the second question. How effective is a third dose of the same vaccine? Third question, given that Covaxin is the only vaccine in production to be cleared for inoculating those under 18, is it worrying that there is no publicly available data of the trials? And lastly, will the restriction on additional doses for those over the age of 60 cause problems? To discuss this, joining me today are Dr. Chandrakan Laharia, an epidemiologist and health systems expert, and Dr. Rakesh Mishra, former director for the Centre for Cellular and Molecular Biology. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Imat. In his address to the nation on Christmas, Prime Minister Narendra Modi did not use the expression quote-unquote booster and instead said that three priority groups, healthcare workers, frontline workers and those above the age of 60 with comorbidities will get a quote-unquote precautionary dose. Now, worldwide, whenever the topic of booster doses comes in, it is described as an additional dose of a vaccine to strengthen the immune system. And this recent surge in countries administering booster doses is attributed to the Omicron variant which is the most mutated and transmissive variant of coronavirus reported so far. But if the intention behind the center's precautionary doses and booster doses worldwide is the same, why not just term it as a booster dose? We took this question to Dr. Rakesh Mishra, who is the former director of the Center for Cellular and Molecular Biology. According to him, at the moment, it may be more strategically correct to call these additional doses as precautionary doses since there is no data available on the efficacy of a third dose. I think it's at the moment more reasonable to uh, and strategically correct to call it a precautionary shot because that's what rational of the government is to take the decision to give the third dose of the vaccine uh, to people. Uh, booster is more specific and for that you need more study on. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's uh, relatively uh, more accurate to call it uh, a precautionary shot. We also took this question to Dr. Chandrakan Laharia, an epidemiologist and health systems expert, who seconds Dr. Mishra's viewpoint and adds that another probable reason on why the centre avoided terming these doses as boosters is given the lack of ideal booster shots in India like Pfizer and Moderna, and also the lack of data available on the need for booster doses in India. So why the third shot being given to a specific population subgroup in India is being called precautionary shot? The answer can be provided by government only. However, there are speculations and some informal understanding which say that uh, as 
there was fairly uh, decent clarity among us experts that there is not enough evidence to administer booster shot. And also there was clarity that uh, if and when there is evidence to give booster shot, the third shot as booster should be given on, of a vaccine on a different platform than used for first two primary shots. Now, as there is limited evidence on a need for booster shot in India, and also the vaccines on a different platforms are not available as, uh, as booster. So in that backdrop, it is very likely that government would use the same vaccine as third shot. And since it does not really fit well into the criteria of booster shot, it has been termed as a precaution shot. And the way I would interpret it, that uh, it is a precaution shot that uh, people might be at risk and to them some protection can be provided. But uh, since we don't know a priori and there is no evidence or no way to know that whether it will actually provide protection and how much protection a third shot of the same vaccine will provide, I believe this has been designated as precaution or precautionary shot. Let's now tackle the second question. How effective is a third dose of the same vaccine? While there's no publicly available data on the efficacy of a third shot of Covaxin, there is a debate on the effectiveness of the third dose of Covishield. At one end, an Oxford study supports the use of Covishield as a third dose booster against Omicron, stating that neutralizing antibody levels seen after a third dose were higher compared to individuals who had been fully vaccinated with two doses and naturally recovered from a COVID-19 infection. However, in an earlier interview with The Quint, renowned virologist Dr. Shai Jamil stated that given the vaccine platform on which Covishield is based on, it is not a suitable candidate as a booster dose since it may not give enough protection. You can find a link to that interview in our show notes. According to Dr. Laharia, there is not enough available real-world data on the effectiveness of providing a third dose of the same vaccine, especially when it comes to Covaxin and Covishield and adds that given the platforms they are based on, they may only provide limited protection. So the first point to remember is that giving a third shot of any vaccine would result in increased level of antibody. So that is scientifically known. But we also need to remember that an increase in antibody does not automatically translate into effectiveness or better protection in the real world. So uh, there are two studies which you have mentioned that the Lancet study, Comcov study, which examined that uh, what happens if uh, particular vaccines are given and then they examined seven different vaccines as a third shot. What they found that uh, maximum neutralizing antibody or maximum antibodies are created if we give a booster shot of mRNA-based vaccine and they were the rated first of the highest in the seven vaccines studied for booster shot. The Covishield also, Covishield or Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, as it is known in India as Covishield, also resulted in increased antibody, but it was placed sixth out of the seven vaccines which uh, in that order. So the improvement or change in the antibody after giving same uh, shot of uh, same vaccine as Covishield, third shot, resulted in some limited increase in the antibody. Now, so that's not definitely not the best of the choice. And we really do not know whether in what increase in antibody will result in a booster. So most of the countries, what they have done, they are providing the booster shot on a completely different platforms, either mRNA-based vaccine, that's what most countries are doing, including UK, or subunit or protein-based platform, but no country is using the, the same vaccine as booster. We also need to remember that uh, inactivated vaccine, Sinovac, uh, made, made in China, uh, there are studies available which say that giving a third shot of uh, inactivated vaccine uh, does not act as a booster at all. 
the same uh, India has a one inactivated vaccine, Covaxin. We really do not know what happens if we give a third shot of vaccine, or at least not data is not available in public domain. Uh, so the booster is there is a broad consensus should be given on the of a vaccine on different platform. Now coming to the other study which was done in Scotland and Brazil, which showed that uh, effectiveness declined over a period of time. That study is wrongly being quoted in media that uh, it concluded that giving booster third shot will result in a boosting effect. That study may, did not study the impact of third shot. It merely said that two shot had resulted in decline in antibody and effectiveness over a period of time. And they proposed that giving a third shot will result in increased uh, protection. So that's not a proof, but that comes with a recommendation or assumption that giving third shot will uh, result in increased protection. So in sh short, uh, there is not sufficient evidence to give on evidence on uh, giving a third shot of the either of the two vaccines, which are commonly being used in India, Covishield or Covaxin, and what will be the boosting effect or real life effect effectiveness of such shot in the country. Final point here is that we need to remember that while broadly biologically neutralizing antibody or the laboratory study are applicable for all the settings, but the real life effectiveness studies are dependent upon the context. So while uh, neutralizing antibody study can be extrapolated for one, uh, even if they are done in one setting, for other setting, because their laboratory study works on a different basic science, but a real life effectiveness works in different in different setting. So that's why it's important that India conduct those studies, uh, India conduct effectiveness study of third shot within its own setting to get a better answer. Now coming to the third question, vaccinations for those aged 15 to 18 years of age. At present, there are two vaccines that have been cleared by the health ministry, Covaxin and Zytus Cadilla. While the latter has not hit the market yet, the former was given emergency approval by the Drugs Controller General of India hours before paying Modi's address on Christmas. The vaccine manufacturer Bharat Biotech earlier in October this year submitted data on their vaccine trials in about 1000 volunteers aged 2 to 18 years. However, this data, like the other clinical trial data, is also not publicly available. So, how worrying is the lack of publicly available data of Covaxin trials on children? If you're a parent listening in, how concerned should you be? According to Dr. Laharia, given that there is a large-scale real-world data available on Covaxin administration on adults, the efficacy of the vaccine will not be very different for those below the age of 18 as well. So, uh, what we need to remember that uh, whenever new studies or additional studies on children are done, they do not look at the efficacy in a, those smaller trials. They look at only immunogenicity and safety of the vaccine being given to children. We know approximately 500 children in each of the subgroup were studied for co-vaccine and which has collected data on immunogenicity safety. Ideally, these data should be made widely available and that's what some other countries and vaccines have done. Or bare minimum is that such data should be, should be published as a as a preprint article or peer reviewed article but we also know that uh, the process of writing paper and peer peer review article takes its own time at the same time if a main study is published in a peer reviewed journal there are very few journals which are willing to take a smaller scale uh, subgroup study so those challenges are there this is a question which has been raised a uh, number of times for different aspects of pandemic response i believe that data should be shared in the public domain uh, but I would not be immediately concerned about that. While well, that's ideal that data should be shared, but uh, it, uh, it is not a worry as far as starting vaccination of children is concerned. 
uh, the study on the main uh, clinical trial had been published widely. And then also the vaccine had been administered to approximately 14 crore uh, adult population, which gives a fair insight into safety and other aspects of vaccine. So in the ideal world makes data available. In the real world, they should be making, making sure that more data is available in a transparent manner, manner with public. But uh, to me, it does not have major impact on the decision to introduce vaccine in 15 to 17 years. Lastly, we tackle the question of additional doses for those age 60 with comorbidities. Speaking to ANI on 27 December, Dr. Aris Sharma, who heads the COVID platform, said that the elderly population will have to provide a medical certificate to take the dose. From data available on the COVID dashboard, we can ascertain that there are about 21.5 crore people above the age of 60 who have been vaccinated so far. However, there is no data available on how many people from this population have comorbidities. According to Dr. Laharia, the requirement of comorbidity certificate for the precautionary dose may prove to be a cumbersome and expensive exercise given the population size. The public health program should always be very simple, like easy to administer. So adding an additional layer of comorbidity in the elderly population does not serve any purpose. We need to remember that 60 plus population is at high risk. And now all of them are at high risk. So what is, uh, it's not very clear that why a comorbid only should be getting a precaution shot. That's one. Second point to remember is that uh, making this process uh, as a comorbidity dependent and then prescription from doctor makes a two-step process. We know that any additional step required for vaccination essentially means uh, people being reluctant and delaying the vaccination. So this becomes an excess barrier. Third and most important, we need to remember that India has like of the 14 crore 60 plus population in India, as per one of the study longitudinal assessment of uh, aging in India, it has found that 75% of elderly population has one or other comorbidity. So essentially of 14 crore, around 10 crore of the people have comorbidity, which is almost like everyone. If they have to go for consultation, which essentially means 10 crore additional contact with healthcare provider consultation, which is a, has an opportunity cost. And if they go to private provider, the financial, actual financial cost, and which all of that is directly or indirectly burden on healthcare system. So this uh, comorbid condition, in my opinion, is an unnecessary step and actually expensive step from healthcare health sector perspective, which could work, could be a major deterrent in taking up, uh, up or uptake of a third shot in the population. And government need to reconsider that this decision. In a previous episode of The Big Story, we have discussed how booster doses work and you can find a link to that episode in our show notes. If you have more queries regarding the new vaccine guidelines, you'll also find helpful links to the Quinn's FAQs on the same in our show notes. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 